and know that you hear and know that you answer. And Lord, then we cannot worry and fret. Lord, we can have solace, peace in our life. Peace in our life because we trust you. Lord, we trust you. Peace that passes all human understanding. Lord, we thank you for that. Lord, that only comes when we just trust you, when we give it to you. Lord, if we take it back, then that peace is gone because then we strive and then we worry and we fret. But Lord, just help us to give it to you, to give it to you, to trust you. Lord, we thank you for that. Thank you for being there for us and for always taking care of us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Every year when uh, it's time to think about the graduates and what, what to say to them, it's always like, wow, what do, you, what do you say? And then after I think about what do you say, then I think, wow, what do you say? Because there's so much to say. You know, it's like, wow, there's so many things to say. You know, like if you just had time to give some advice. And one of the things that I, I want to share today is, you know, I believe the book of Proverbs. Proverbs is full of advice. It's a, it's a father to his son saying, hear my words. Hear my words. And it's full of wisdom, full of wisdom. So, so the book of Proverbs, I encourage, you know, moms and dads, I encourage you to, to, you know, if you're thinking about what can I say to my children, what about devotions? Consider the book of Proverbs. Consider the book of Proverbs. It's full of God's wisdom. It's full of direction, everyday practical advice, you know, practical advice, things that we can apply to our lives. And so when we think about Proverbs, um, I usually think about one of my favorites is Proverbs 3, starting at verse 5. This is, I think, the basis for everything that I'm going to share today. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. You know, it's not just like, well, I trust him sometimes, or I trust him for big things. But, you know, it says, trust him with all your heart, with all your heart. And then it says, well, then don't lean on your own understanding. Oh, my. Don't we all want to understand? We actually think we can understand God sometimes. I think we can know God. We can know about God. But I don't know that we actually will ever completely understand him. The Bible says his ways aren't our ways and his thoughts aren't our ways. Our thoughts And he's much higher than we are. So, you know, if you think you're going to understand God, I think you're going to come up short. So we need to not lean on our own understanding, but trust him. Trust him. Trust him. In all your ways, acknowledge him. In other words, everywhere you go, acknowledge him. No matter what you're doing, whether it's at work, whether it's at play, whether it's in your family, in all your ways, whatever you're doing, wherever you're going, acknowledge him. Okay, Lord, I know you're here. Lord, I trust you for this. Lord, I need help here. You know, you acknowledge him in all your ways, all the time, not just part of the time. And it says he will direct your paths. He will direct your paths. So, you know, you can try to figure out life and you can figure out, you know, and I think we need to plan. I don't think there's anything wrong with planning, having direction. You know, it's good, you know. And sometimes we know which way we're going. Sometimes we don't. I think it's probably okay either way. Sometimes we know and sometimes we don't know. But it says if we trust him and acknowledge him, he will direct our paths. 
The steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. He will direct our paths. We just trust him. Even when I can't see it. Oh, and, you know, I want to see. I want to know. I want God to tell me. I want God to tell me. What, what's happening next? What's happening tomorrow? What's happening the next day? Where am I going? What's, what are we going to do? And it says, no, just acknowledge him and trust him. And he will direct your paths. So, okay, Lord, I trust you to direct my path. One of the things I notice, God doesn't give. You know, sometimes he gives. Here, here's the, probably the hard part for me. Sometimes he gives great advance warning. He'll tell me 20 years before time what's going to happen 20 years later. And when he does that, then I want to do that now. You know, when he tells me, you know, this is going to happen in your life, I think, oh, today. And so maybe I try to make it happen today and it just don't work. Then I realize that he told me that to prepare me for 20 years later. And then I realize that sometimes I try to get know what he wants me to do and he doesn't tell me. And then it just happens right all of a sudden. It just opens up and the door opens up and I go, oh, there we go. So when, the, when you trust the Lord to direct your path, I think it happens in a lot of different ways and we just have to be able to trust him. Trust him. Let him let him show us. But trust him and know that he will do that. So the first thing I want to share is that young people, and this isn't just for graduates, not actually just for young people. This this goes for everybody, but listen to godly wisdom. Listen to godly wisdom. In in the Proverbs four, in verse ten, um, Proverbs 4.10 says, Hear, my son, and receive my sayings, and the years of your life will be many. And then over in verse 20, it says, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ears to my sayings. And then in 5.1, it says, My son, pay attention to my wisdom. Lend your ear to my understanding. One of the hardest things for young people to realize is you don't know it all. That is so difficult. It, it's, it's, you know, because, you know, you're young and, you know, you went to school and you're graduating and all of a sudden now you think you know it all. Somehow. And somehow, sometimes I think we think we have to prove we know it all. Like somehow we have to prove it to everybody that, hey, I know something. In the midst of that, I think a lot of times young people miss godly wisdom. Because they think they know it all. You can't tell them anything. Here's something I found lately. And it probably this is nothing new. Christian young people have to be careful with this. Christian young people say, God told me. Now you can't tell me because God told me. So I don't have to listen to your wisdom because God told me. And so I'm going to do what God says. Translated means I'm going to do what I want to do sometimes. But I'm going to use God as the excuse. Here's my advice. Listen to those who are give, can give you godly wisdom. Now, that means you've got to, I think, pay attention to who you're listening to. Okay? Try to determine who's going to give you godly wisdom. You know, that comes from godly people. You know, hopefully it's your parents. It may not be your parents. It may not be your parents. You know, now, can ungodly parents give you godly wisdom? Yes. 
if they give you godly wisdom. But listen to those around you. Listen to people that are going to give you godly wisdom. And I say godly because there's all kinds of voices around young people. There's all kinds of people telling you what's right. And if you're going to college, there's going to be a, lots of people telling you what's right that are ungodly. And they are going to give you ungodly wisdom. A lot of our universities are filled with ungodly wisdom. And they take our young Christians who sometimes are not grounded like they should be, and I, that's our fault probably, but aren't grounded like they should be, and they start filling them with ungodly words. So be very careful. Be very careful who you listen to. Make sure it's godly wisdom. Where are they getting their wisdom from? Is it their thoughts, their philosophy, their opinions? Or is it based upon God's word? So listen to godly wisdom. Next, choose your friends carefully. Choose your friends carefully. Proverbs 4.14 says, Don't enter the path of the wicked. Don't walk in the way of, the ev- of evil. Avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn away from it and pass on. For they do not sleep unless they have done evil. Their sleep is taken away unless they make someone fail. Do not enter the path of the wicked. Don't go down that path. Stop when you see it's wrong. You say, well, I don't know. You know if it's wrong. If you're hiding it from your parents, it's probably wrong. If you don't know anybody to see you do it, it's probably wrong. If you've got to hide to do it, it's probably wrong. Don't go down that path. It's a path. It's a choice. Don't travel that way. Don't hang around people who are ungodly. The Bible says, can two walk together unless they agree? If you start down a path with the ungodly, you will probably start agreeing with them. Now, you can tell me, well, yeah, but I'm going to witness to them. I want to tell you something. Some young people, maybe. Most young people, probably not. What I've noticed is most young people aren't strong enough to resist that if you start walking with somebody and listening to them. They fall into the path and they start going down that way. Because, well, there's something about the way of the wicked and the way of the ungodly. It looks like fun. If it didn't look like fun, you wouldn't go down there. You know, if, if the way of the wicked looked like, man, they're all getting beat up and they're all in trouble and, and they're all struggling, you know, which they are. But, you know, if you really saw that for what it was, you'd say, well, I'm not going to do that. But no, it looks like fun when you're young. It looks like fun. Well, that's fun. And everybody, your peers are all saying, hey, come with me. Come with me. Come with me. Sometimes I think the world does a better job of evangelism than their church. You know, the world says, come with me, come with me. And everybody goes, okay, let, I'll go. And if you say to them, come to church, they go, no, I don't want to do that. But if it's come with me to do evil, right, let's all go. So choose, choose your friends carefully. Walk with people who serve God. Walk with people who have purpose in their life. That's a choice. That's a choice. Walk with people that are going somewhere. You know, you can make that choice. You can make that choice anytime. You know, 
you tend to become who you hang around. You know, it's just the way life, it's, the way ha it's what happens. And so be very careful. Be very careful about who you pick for a friend. Why do you pick them for a friend? Sometimes I notice what people do is they pick people who are in lots of trouble who aren't doing anything in life because if I hang around them, there's not a lot of pressure to achieve. You know, doesn't make me feel bad. I don't feel like, you know, I don't feel inferior to these people because look what, you know, they're, they're doing all kinds of terrible stuff. So it makes me feel kind of good. I challenge you to find a friend who maybe is living to a little higher degree of discipline than you. You know, look to somebody that's maybe doing a little better in life, you know, and say, you know what? I think maybe I ought to be a friend with them. We can choose friends. A lot of people are looking for friends. You know, we can choose friends. But be careful how you choose your friends. It makes, it makes a tremendous difference in life and where you end up. Be careful picking your mate. This may be bigger than a friend. Proverbs 5, verse 3 says, For the lips of an immoral woman drip honey. Her mouth is smoother than oil, but in the end she is bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. And then in 6.24, it says, Do not lust after her beauty in your heart. Do not let her allure you with her eyelids. For by means of a harlot, a man is reduced to a crust of bread. An adulteress will prey upon his precious life. This is, a, I'm going to first statement is going to be especially for young men. Christian young men are vulnerable because they're a good target. And there's a lot of women who will allure Christian young men who are naive and haven't been around. They're vulnerable. I'm telling you, I've seen it happen because you're a good prize. And they will lure you. How do they lure you? It says, well, their words. Their words, they're sweeter than honey. Their words drip with honey. What does that mean? Oh, they'll tell you exactly what you want to hear. Oh, you're wonderful. You're the best thing I've ever met. Why, you're the greatest. Why, oh, I can't believe what my life would be like without you. Be careful, be careful, be careful. I apply that to a lot of things in life anymore. If it's too good to be true, what you're telling me, it's probably too good to be true. I see it more and more. The better the story, the slicker the, the story, the less I believe it. I go, whoa, this is, no, you know. I think I mentioned it maybe, I don't know. But, you know, renting property, you know, everybody's going to be the best renter in the world. They're all going to take care of my place. They're going to plant flowers. They're going to make it look, you know, it's like, okay, well, you know, I don't believe that. Now, I have somebody that does do that, I will say. And I'm very thankful. But I want to tell you something. For a lot of people, they just tell their words drip with honey. Their words drip with honey. Be careful. That's just like flags going up. When somebody you've never met before starts telling you how wonderful you are, how great you are. Be careful. Be careful. Young men, be careful. 
Look for godly character, not silky words. Look at their heart. What's their motivation in life? What are they, where are they going? What's their purpose? Do they have godly purpose? Do they have godly purpose? See how they treat other people. One of the things you need to look at is, you know, if you're looking for a mate, see how they treat their parents. That's, you know, uh, one thing. How do they treat their parents? Do they respect their parents? Do they, how do they talk about their parents? I just heard a story. <laughs> and anyway, I, well, I heard it per, fairly firsthand, but um, a man and a woman were married. They got a divorce. And then the man married another woman and had a child. Okay, so the divorced man married a woman, had a child, and the mother was very protective of the child to the point that she let the child have his way pretty much in everything. And I was told, just I was told, that when the mother did not allow the child to do what he was supposed to, or when she, when she said he shouldn't do something, if the child didn't like it, he bit her. He bit her. And the father couldn't do anything about it or didn't do anything about it because she said, you can't stop. You know, I'm, this is how it's going to be. And she threatened the father that he couldn't do anything about it. So the child was raised. And if he didn't get his way, he bit his mother. Uh, and they said, they, I heard the story was up and down the arm. So, I mean, it wasn't, it was terrible. I say all that to say this. The young man got a girlfriend. How do you think he traded the girlfriend? Yepper. I don't know that he bit her arm. But he abused her enough that she finally left him. My point being, see how they treat their father and mother. See how they honor and respect their father and mother. Because that's probably how they're going to treat you. And if they disrespect them, then you're, you're looking for trouble. You're looking for trouble. So, you know, you can, look at a, you can look at somebody and you can say, what's their heart? What's their heart? Not what do I see? You know, the allure of good looks and the allure of, of things on the surface. But what do I see in somebody's heart? What kind of person are they? Are they godly? Are they godly? Are they just pretending to be? Because even people that kind of keep the outside looking good, you know, they'll pretend to be godly. Sometimes you got to know them a while. Now, I know there's people here that have gone on, uh, uh, not Facebook, but they've gone on marriage, uh, uh, well, the, the thing where you find a husband and a wife, you know. Yeah, you know, you, and, you know, Christian mingle. Yeah, and I'm not, you know, I'm, I've seen it work. I've seen it work. Just be careful. You don't know them till you know them. You don't know somebody completely just because you saw them or heard something or they told you. If I'm going to go tell you and advertise myself, what do you think I'm going to tell you on Christian Mingle? You know, am I going to tell you all the bad things about, oh, you know, I got a really bad temper. I get really mad, you know, couldn't stand my parents. They didn't know. No, I'm not going to tell you that. I'm the one, most wonderful guy in the world. And, you know, then 
you know, what happens? Well, you've got to get to know them. You know, and people have done that. But you've got to get to know them. Because you don't know them just by what they say on the Internet. You've got to get to know them. Who are they? What's their heart? And I guess my advice would be, don't get so far on the Internet that you can't see straight when you meet them. You know, sometimes you can get so far that then when you meet them, you'll kind of make up for it and pretend that, well, this is what I see isn't really real. What I want to hear and what I hear is real. So be careful. You know, sometimes young people, you know, they can get so far into romance that, you know, if you try to tell them anything, they're like, they can't hear a thing. Their ears shut off at some point, I think. I don't know what happens. But, you know, we get so far that all of a sudden we don't really sit back and say, hey, is this really good? Is this really what God wants? You know, picking a mate is probably one of the biggest things you ever do. Number four. In Proverbs 6, 6 to 11. Go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise, which having no captain, overseer, or ruler, provides her supplies in the summer, gathers her food in the harvest. How long will you slumber, O sluggard? When will you rise from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding the hands to sleep. So shall your poverty come on you like a prowler and your need like an armed man. Work. You got to work. Life isn't going to be given to you. God's intent is for you to work. That's, that's godly. You know, work isn't a curse. You know, sometimes we get to thinking, that, like, oh, man, I got to go to work. You know, it's godly. God blesses us with work. He wants us to work. It's not a curse. You know, we, 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 we take on the world's way of looking at work. If you don't like your work, get another job. You know, if you say, well, I, but I don't like my work. Well, get another, get something you like to do. But, you know, God's plan is for you to work. Learn to work. Start to work young. Parents, teach your children to work. Teach them to work. Don't give them everything. You know, work is a blessing. And I want to tell you something. We're coming real well. We're already there. Opportunities abound for people that want to work. It's there. We're already there because nobody wants to work. You talk to people who have businesses. Their biggest problem is getting people that want to work. That's their big problem. Getting people that will show up to work. That don't work two days and say, well, I got enough money to buy what I wanted, so I'm out of here. That happens. You know, work. Learn to work. God will bless you. He'll bless you. Work. And, and it's... It's getting to the point where, you know, it's just, it's a big problem. Everybody wants to sleep. I don't know where this epidemic came from. Of course, you know, I, you know I'm, from, I'm from an old generation, but I don't get this. Everybody wants to sleep. I don't get it. I sometimes want to sleep and can't. <laughs> but I don't get this. Everybody wants to sleep. Now, I realize your day off, you can do what you want. 
But I don't even understand getting a day off and sleep until noon. I just don't get it. I don't know how, I don't, my body does, my, I don't know, my body don't know how to function like that. And I'm not sure why all of a sudden everybody wants to stay up all night and sleep all day. You know? And if you're like that, then get an afternoon job. That helps. You know? But I don't know where all this sleeping's coming from. I almost, you know, I mean, here it says, uh, you know, a little sleep, a little slumber. It almost sounds like there's a problem with too much sleep. You know, that maybe, maybe we ought to consider, why do I sleep so much? I think maybe some people are depressed. I don't know. There's reasons people sleep, but, but I don't know. You know, there's things to do. That's the way I see it. I mean, life, life is out there. And, you know, you can sleep your way through it or you can enjoy it and do the things that God's called you to do. So, I don't know. Be careful. Be careful with uh, developing habits. Maybe you can develop the habit over a period of time. But uh, I, God wants us to work. He wants us to work. That's his plan. Proverbs 3.27 Proverbs 3.27 says, Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due. When it is in your power, in the power of your hand to do so, don't say to your neighbor, Go and come back, and tomorrow I'll give it when you have it with you. Do not devise evil against your neighbor, for he dwells by you for your safety's sake. Don't strive with a man without cause if he has done you no harm. Think about life is more than just you. It's not all about you. Now, you, you can live your life that way. But I believe God's plan is for life to be about others and serving others. You know, that's his plan. You know, like when, you know, people lay down their life, that's thinking about others, not you. And so I think it's very important as you go through life to think about how can I help somebody else? It's not all just about me. It's not all just about what I get and what I want and how life treats me. But that God gives us opportunity to help others. And again, I encourage parents to consider helping your children to see that. Help them to see that. Help them to see the value in helping somebody else. You know, there's value in that. Proverbs 26, 17. Proverbs 26 says, He who passes by and meddles in a quarrel, not his own, is like one who takes a dog by the ears. Very, I, I love that proverb. <laughs> you know, some of them are like, oh, I like that. Doesn't that fit today? Everybody wants to be in everybody's business. Partially because they all put it out there for me to see. I can't help but be in their business because they all put it out there for me to see all their business. You know, so I, I can't help but get involved. Well, I don't know what you do. But, you know, I look at it and go, oh, my. That's about the extent of it. Okay. You know, if you pass by and see somebody else's problem, just keep on going. Because if you don't, 
It's like one who takes a dog by the ears. <laughs> and dogs don't like that. Stay out of everybody's problems. Don't get involved in everybody's stuff. I see people who get upset about somebody else's problem. I think, why is that bothering you? Why are you all stirred up? You know, part of it is because that's a lot of our TV now. You know, we're so entertained by turning on the TV and seeing everybody's problems. You know, I get a TV show if I'm married to five wives. You know, I get a TV show if I've got 14 kids. You know, I get a TV show if I've got, you know, whatever. And everybody sits and watches it and goes, wow, isn't that something? Well, be careful. Now, TV's maybe one thing. Real life, you know, you got enough stuff of your own to deal with. You don't need everybody else's problems. Now, if you want to be a friend to somebody, if they're actually looking for advice. Now, most people who got problems aren't looking for advice. They're looking for sympathy or agreement. That's what they want. Either agree with me that, oh, this is awful, or just feel so bad for me because I got, you know, that's what people, they don't want advice. So don't give it. Don't waste your time with most people giving advice because they really don't want That's not what they're looking for is advice. I'll tell you what you can do sometimes if people are coming at you with that. Here's my advice to you. Can I pray with you? Now, here's the next key. Can I pray with you right now? They're going to go, right now? That's not what they're looking for. That'll take care of most people. They'll just leave you like the plague because... They're not looking for godly advice. They just want agreement and sympathy. So stay out of all that. Don't waste your time on everybody's problems. Don't try, you know, high school kids. Oh, my goodness. Study, study, study. You don't have time to deal with everybody's problems. If you spend your time studying, you'll probably get A's and B's. As opposed to spending time thinking about everybody's problems and everybody's got them. And they just magnify, I think, sometimes as you start to share them. So my advice, stay out of that stuff. Don't get involved. You got enough things to do. Find out God's purpose and do His purpose. Do what God's called you to do. Last of all, I come back to my first scripture. Proverbs. Trust in the Lord. This is, this, is, this is the main thing. You know, the others are things we can do, but most, infor- most of all and foremost is trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. Acknowledge him. Now, if you're going to trust him, you need to acknowledge him. You know, if I say I trust him and don't acknowledge him, maybe I don't really trust him. Because if I say I trust him, then I say, okay, Lord, here's what I need. I acknowledge him, Lord, I need your help. Guide me, show me. So we trust him and acknowledge him. Don't lean on your own understanding because you're not going to probably figure it all out. Trust him. He'll guide you. He'll help you. He'll show you the way. He'll be there for you. Won't always be easy. He didn't say be easy. 
but it always will be good. He's always got a plan. He's always has good for us. And he'll show us the way to go and how we can serve others, how we can think about others and the needs of those around us. Let's all stand. Heavenly Father, I just pray that you would just uh, encourage all the young people and, and Lord, encourage all of us. Lord, that we would remember your words. Lord, we remember that your word is true. And Lord, help us to trust you. Trust you in everything that we do. Acknowledge you. Acknowledge that you're the one we trust. Lord, we thank you for that. I just pray you just bless every young person here. Those that are graduating, those that are coming up close to that time in their life. Lord, just help them to hear your voice, hear your word. Lord, help them to hear the truth and to be willing to follow you and serve you. Lord, we just thank you for that. Lord, I pray if anyone has a need for prayer this morning, Lord, I encourage them to come up and let Rose and Jim pray with them this morning, whatever their need might be. Lord, we thank you for that. Thank you, Lord, for being with us. Just bless us as we go our way. We just pray this in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. Amen.